banana bunch you know what time it is it's time for another episode of the jungle gyms podcast welcome to the show i'm your host mark hey listen we've been talking about this for weeks now beer fest international beer fest at that is almost upon us so we've got a big beer focused episode because we got to actually brew a new beer for this year so i'm saying this up front not only to tell you what this week's episode is all about but also so that you can go to junglefest.com or junglefest's Dot com as well if you want to go plural your choice and get your tickets to the beer festival it's coming up june 16th and 17th it's gonna be a lot of fun we'll be out there causing problems sip sipping on and sampling some new beers i'm really 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 excited about it uh and i think you'll have a lot of fun i would love to interview all of you so this is a really easy way if you're coming to the festival this is how you get on the show right like we don't even have to try i don't have to corner you in the store we don't have to do any of that stuff you can just be like hey oh that's mark he's clearly the guy in the brightly colored clothing again but really looking forward to it. Again, shout out to Ferd for having me be a part of this. And we'll dive in a little bit deeper here shortly. Uh, now, those of you who have been subscribed to us on YouTube, first, of course, thank you so much for the support. We really appreciate it. I keep mentioning we got a lot of giveaways coming down the pipeline. I'd love to do some more of that stuff. And that'll be a great thing. And that'll be eligible to anybody that's subscribed to the channel. So get ready there. I've got like concert festival tickets coming up soon. Yeah, I'm just dropping the like, you know what? Let's just dive in. That's something that we're doing. Uh, product giveaways, you name it. It's going to be awesome. So uh, this is just my way of trying to say thank you so much for supporting the show thus far and hopefully to gain your continued support. Now, like I was saying, if you've been subscribed to us on YouTube, we've been working on a series called What's New in the Jungle where we go and pick up new products that we find in the store and new things that are coming in. That way, it's a really easy and short form way for you to find stuff, uh, you know, as well as people who don't follow the podcast. I mean, who doesn't, right? But uh, to have that on there, that way you can find all these kind of, kind of cool new things. And we go around and we try to get a couple things from different departments. But I'm bringing this one up in particular because I've actually drank this soda on the show before. Uh, it's a superfood soda. The brand is called Perfy. Uh, there are four flavors available. And you know what? This is one of those products uh, I helped get into Jungle Gym. So I was really excited about that. Uh, Bavasa, the, the, the owner of the company, he is a really cool person. And these drinks are legitimately good. I mean, you've seen me drink them without any actual... Uh, I, I had to buy them, right? <laughs> What kind of lunatic does that when you have so many things here? That's how good Perfy is. And now Perfy is available to you at both Jungle Gyms locations. Uh, you know, for me, I love sodas. Obviously, you've seen a lot of soda-related content on the show. We do a lot of stuff with our friends at Pepsi, all kinds of stuff. We've got Baja Blast content coming your way soon. Get excited about that. Uh, but for me, you know, I know I'm always talking about zero sugar. And then there's some people who are like, hey, you know, even the sugar substitutes can be unhealthy and bad for you. So I'm trying to constantly be cognizant of that. And what was so exciting to me about this, I'm looking at the back of the can so I make sure I don't say anything wrong. But a couple things here. This, um, you've probably seen a lot about adaptogens and nootropics. So what's really cool about these and that it's different ones in certain beverages. I'm noticing now like the tropical uh, or excuse me, the fruit punch one has ashwagandha for mood boosting. Um, the one I'm holding here is tropical citrus. That one actually uses turmeric, which is pretty cool. But they all contain L-theanine, which is designed to be brain boosting. And listen, that's neither here nor there. I find myself 
generally high energy and also the right amount of calm for the most part. Uh, but I really got into this because it was like, oh, wow. Um, you know, for those of you doing the keto thing, this is, uh, what do they call it? Ketogenic certified by ketogeniccertified.com. Uh, low sugar action. There's like only four grams of sugar in here. And it's all naturally sweetened too. So this is using stevia, monk fruit, uh, passion fruit juice, pineapple juice, lemon juice, guava juice, all the things that they make this. And I believe there is a little allulose too there. Uh, but I really, 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 really like these. I mean, it's a cool product. The lineup's great. Uh, my personal favorites are actually the Blood Orange Yuzu and Dr. Perfy, which is, uh, you know, we we appreciate an educated beverage. But this is the kind of new stuff that I'm putting out here. So thank you for all of you who listen and come in and check this stuff out. You know, it's a great soda alternative. It's a little healthier. And like I said, they're just a cool company. There's so many cool companies not just in this space. I mean, I could mention other competitors like Olipop and that could poppy and that kind of stuff. Um, but I think there's so many cool products out there and we get so many of them in here. This is an easy way for me to just tell you about it. We're going to keep doing those segments. It's going to be awesome. So let's move on from this beverage and let's talk about beer because we made a new special beer. Actually, you know what? I've got a field reporter out there right now. Let's go live right now to Other Mark. Other Mark? We're here at High Grain Brewing, just outside of Deer Park, Silverton, Kenwood. No one's really sure exactly what this block of town is considered, but it's a really cool brewery with a great menu, and we are about to make a brand new hazy IPA for Jungle Gyms. Let's go inside. It's that time of year, folks. I don't even know if I'll use this intro part because I usually say something similar before. So let's just dive right in. Ferd, welcome back to the show, buddy. Thanks for having me. Why are you here? I'm here to talk about our new collab with High Grain. I'm pretty excited about it. I got a watermelon goza right in front of me, so it's about to be a good day for me, right? It, I, you, you like the sour stuff. So I do, yeah. I'm a soft little sour boy. A little Welcome salty sour boy. The salty sour boy. <laughs> this is the promo clip. Just toss <laughs> slinging barbs back and forth. Uh, let's talk to the actual professional in the room. Welcome. <clears throat> Thank you. Tell us who you are and why you're here. Uh, my name is Matthew Utter. I'm one of the co-founders of High Grain Brewing and a longtime friend of Ferdinand's. We go back to different positions in our lives and met up again when I opened High Grain Brewery. Um, here at, at Jungle Jim's Fairfield, and now he supports us extremely well, buying a lot of our products and showcasing it on your floor. Yeah, well, you make great stuff. Tell me a little bit about the inception of High Grain before we dive into the collab. Uh, High Grain inception, um, yada, yada, yada. Two friends of mine, <laughs> one being in, in marketing, um, the other being in restaurants, um, both of who I've worked with in the past in different, different positions, different employers. Um, we all came together and knew that the trifecta of having somebody in marketing, consumer strategy, uh, company development, somebody who has been running restaurants, uh, you know, everywhere from Ruth's Chris down to your, you know, basically a hot dog cart. Yeah. Um, so, and everything in between. And then myself having a, a background in brewing, um, both in Europe as well as the United States, um, seemed like a pretty good, uh, pretty good team to come up with, with high grain. Um, we looking around Cincinnati, uh, to see see if we could find a perfect space, um, and actually the, the space found us. So the uh, village of Silverton um, found us, knowing that we were looking for for a home um, to start our project, and they they contacted us, and we went back and forth and and created created High Grain. Uh, you dropped a little a little knowledge bomb in there. So training in Munich, right? Was yeah. that where you were over in Germany for a little while? Yeah. What yeah. was that all about? Well, um, I was a high school exchange student in Germany, was specific, specifically Munich. 
um, in uh, the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, enjoyed it. Um, went to a couple uh, universities here in, in Cincinnati and then decided to move to, to Munich. Um, went over there, uh, was, was directing myself towards uh, getting proficient in the language to get a degree in German, but then also electromechanical engineering. Electromechanical engineering, super exciting. Um, had a had a small, very short gig at BMW as a as a co-op. Um, met a bunch of people, had friends. Somebody worked at Polliner. He said, "Are you you're you're technically minded? Are you interested in brewing beer?" I said, "I don't know. I like to drink the stuff, right?" And, you know, there's that might plug. I like, right. to, I don't know, but I like to drink the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I had an opportunity to follow him for like three weeks and realized that it's not just science. And, and biology and, and you know, understanding fermentation and, um, and and things like that. But also there's a lot of mechanical uh, portions to it to make ourselves more efficient um, and make the product taste the way that we want it to come out and taste. So I kind of fell in love with that and switched over to uh, brewery science, but also um, beverage production. Oh, cool. Yeah. So beverage production in addition to uh, beer. So when you say beverage production, can you explain it like I'm five? Yeah. So I, during this degree, I also um, had portions of it learning how, you know, homogenization of dairy products. Oh, cool. Um, but also, you know, homogenization, pasteurization, purification of water, you know, carbonation. Um, you, everybody has sodas from bag in a box at, at your, you know, restaurants and whatnot, understanding syrups, um, creating those, but then also bringing them back into a drinkable product. Um, spirits, we touched on spirits a little bit, mostly beer, of yeah. course, because that was that was my major. But I also got to dive into other other uh, beverages. That's really pretty cool. cool. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, yeah. it seemed like such a well-rounded, interesting take on it. I, it wasn't <clears throat> one I was expecting, but. So are you planning on making sodas at your new place? Sorry to we, dive right into that. We Please, currently, let's go. I love soda. We currently make a, a product called, I call it Limo, L-I-M-O. Um, and the reason why we produce it is because I like to drink Radlers, but mm-hmm. also Rosens. Radler is the mixture of a Hellas and a and a clear carbonated beverage that in Germany they call lemonade. Here we would call it like a, a lemony, less sugar Sprite. Okay, like a Fresca um, or something like that. Yeah, maybe like a Sanpel okay. lemon limon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brad, the other brewer at Highgreen, and myself. Uh, at the time, we were like, we really want to drink these in the summer. Yeah. Um, I think people would also enjoy them, and I don't like to premix them. So, everybody's seen Radlers, whatever premixed or shandies is the the colloquial term, I guess, for them in English. But uh, I didn't want to have that product premixed, so I wanted um, have Limo on draft as well as our products that they could mix it with, and they could choose what they wanted on their own, the guests, and also, you know, underage or kids or whoever, you just drink Limo, it tastes fantastic. So we kind of already do make a soda product. Um, I don't know if we're gonna dive deeper into that. We played with grapefruit a little bit, wasn't so hot. Um, we'll see. I don't know, but maybe it's not a bad idea. Yeah, especially with all like the, just like it feels like so much of the, the like the alcoholic space is kind of merging with some of the NA options, or at least that's what I'm seeing on the consumer side. And I'm always just curious about that side. Sure. That was a great question. I mean, sure. I'm up for it. I'll drink it. And you when know? you mix them, yeah. you're looking at a two, two, two to two and a half percent beer, like Schaffer offer. I mean, I'm sure you guys carry that mm-hmm. here as well. Yeah. There's a grapefruit version. There's pomegranate version. They're like two, two and a half percent. Awesome. Yeah. Right? And you can have a couple. It's refreshing. You can sit in a beer garden. It's fantastic. I like them. So. Yeah, I'm into it. That sounds cool. Yeah, so we might we might dabble in some other stuff. I don't see why not. We have plenty of time on our hands. 
Yeah. I'm into it. If, if, if nothing else, I've got time and a desire to drink as much liquid as possible before yeah. I die. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about the collab. So, Ferd, was this was this a you baby first, or did you guys kind of team this up together? Was this a text, a group chat I'm not privy to? Uh, well, there wasn't much of a group chat. Um, we've we've done collabs in the past, and right. we did a little draft only, a couple of things for Beer Fest before COVID, and mm-hmm. the COVID thing kind of messed things up. But there's definitely people that I've wanted to work with in the city. Like you said, we've known each other for a long time. Um, he makes absolutely fantastic beer. Everybody in his team, I think, is wonderful. And I knew it would be a treat. So, and I can't wait to try it. Like, it would have been, time-wise, it would be great to have the beer sitting here drinking and tell him how awesome it is. But yeah. he did leave it out there. If this beer's not good, it's my fault. Oh, wow. Okay, that's a little so, heat on it. Well, it's I, I, I picked the hops for it. I, mean, I was going to say, I was there. I can, can, so, I can <clears> confirm. They were like, and <laughs> you get to do this. Like, we, we, we have, the, we have the, um, the malt side, the wheat base side, you know, um, set up for the recipe because we couldn't do it all and be like, no, I want this crazy. And like, yeah, we don't have that. Next, next, next. Right. So, so but, and to be clear, we're doing a hazy IPA, right? Mm-hmm. And then you, and I was, like I said, we might even be dropping clips in as we go. Uh, but you picked the hops. So why don't you talk a little bit about the hops you chose? The recipe's here. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you had the recipe. Yeah, I, I brought quick, it. Matthew, I just want to say, I bring this up anytime somebody has notes on the show. It makes me so happy. Well, <laughs> it's, Thank it's, you for respecting is, what we're doing. This, this is the reason why we're here, is yeah. to make sure that, that we can bring across exactly what we're what we've what we've created together i love it um it's really important for me green bill for a hazy ipa is is fun for me it's not really cool for y'all or the the consumer per se maybe a little bit but when you talk about hops people are like oh i like that one. Oh, the combination of those two are pretty cool yeah and that's the the real reason why when you guys were at the brewery during the brew day i was like you need to pick them because this is a collaboration this isn't yeah. oh you're just hanging out Right. Like, let's do this together. Yeah, it was cool. It was, it was fun to be part of the hands-on process, so thank you for that, <coughs> yeah, too. I mean, yeah. I know for it, I'm, I know he's got to be all hands-on, but it's, like, new to me, so I'm always excited about it. Um, yeah. The hops. The hops. Um, so we did six pounds of cashmere, six pounds of Eldorado, uh, three pounds of citra, three pounds of uh, Amarillo. Okay. Um, all leading towards that tropical flavor awesome. like that was gonna be my next question. so going towards that like tro- uh, tropical fruit um hoping to get a little hints of passion fruit mm. some so I, I like i said i can't wait to try it i'm super excited about it it was one of the more fun brew days i've had so yeah. i second that again it was really hands-on it was fun to watch everybody in action and like i mean i've had fun doing these before but like yeah this is the first time where it was it was it was really refreshing to just see us like in the pro like i think this is the first time i've been able to actually show up when we're in the ideation phase too where we're like all right this is what's going in this batch this is what we're gonna make it and this is what it's gonna taste like so i was excited to walk through that because i'm still it's like you know i've heard some of these names of hops but i'm like oh i couldn't tell you what the tastes were you know so the 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 hops that he mentioned are in there and the 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 volume that the weights that he said are correct that was the first dry hop okay those same hops were also in the boil i'm sorry in the whirlpool there were no hops in the boil because we're not looking for bittering we're looking for aromatics and flavor okay and then the hops that he just mentioned are in its second dry hop as well so there were basically three additions to this beer um we decided to do that while tasting it throughout the process but also looking at the beer and what we really wanted to what are we to give for our first jungle gyms collaboration and the last thing i want is a sorry it's good i want people to drink it and be like wow whoa 
Right. You know, and not that I wouldn't do that the second or third or fourth iteration of, of our collaborations. It's just, it's pretty important. You know, this is a, this is a beer Mecca, this place amongst other things. And, sure. and it's, and it need if you're, if your name's on it, my name's on it. I want, I want superior. Mm-hmm. Right. So Brad did taste it. And he looked at my hot bill during that, the weekend when it was supposed to be dry hot for the second time, he went ahead and doubled it and, and we spaced it out. So there's three dry hops in it, <laughs> but wow. Yeah, none of them are. The reason why it's not here today and it's it's not finished today is there is something called hot burn. And if you do crash a beer and push beer out too fast with so many so, so many IBUs of hops in there, not even IBUs, but just so many volumes of hops in this beer, it's just going to have this hot burn and, in my opinion, bad flavor. So we're avoiding that. It's going to be it'll be packaged early next week and it'll drop here. You know when the appropriate time when you say crash a beer is that like part of the i guess maybe that's another explain it like a five is that when you're taking the hot product and effectively trying to make it like cool it off quickly yeah, or everything the yeah. hot product but also the entire beer so we take it from fermentation temperature okay uh, and bring it down to 30 degrees or oh, wow, 30 okay. to 32 degrees so when when things cool anything in the world when it cools um particulate drops out hot matter proteins anything else that's still in there mm-hmm. will drop to the bottom yeast and and we'll pull that out okay no. And so crashing it, is that always the terminology for that? I'm sorry to ask. It's just, a, might be it, I say but. certain terms that I don't remember that aren't colloquial. And, and, uh, <laughs> no, it's crashing, okay. That's why we're here. I, cold, I'm like, we're going to real, everybody. The real term should be cold crashing. Okay. And it's when you take it and drop it as quick as possible to do a lower temperature to halt anything else that's going on and bring everything to the bottom. Okay. So it's like beer blanching for bad. Like sure. Term, almost right. Sure. Like, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, interesting. No, I've, I've not. I've again for me, this is such a learning experience. I'm trying to make sure I'm covering it for not just myself, but for anybody listening. Yeah. Yeah. Because I heard you mention IBUs. I know that's international bitterness units, right? It is it's effectively like a way of describing how bitter it is to the palate, right? It is. I have I have trouble with the term IBU myself, just just because of. The uh, perceived IBUs versus measured IBUs is different, and sure. hazies are hoppy, but they're not bitter. Yeah, and you know, there's uh, you know, more IBUs in Guinness than most IPAs, and sure. it's like, but that's not hoppy, and and there's balance. How much sweetness is there? Yeah, I don't like it. I don't when I deliver beer, it's not on my cans. When it's not at the, the when I when we deliver our beer to, to restaurants and, and and retailers, it doesn't have IBUs on there because people base their decisions sometimes on IBUs. And I, I think it's unfair um, to your palate and to everything. I don't know. It, uh, ABV makes sense. You know, you want to know how much alcohol is in there. That's, right. that's important. It's responsible. But IBUs are, are something that I just don't play with. So no, yeah. that's interesting. So I think yeah. people got caught up in the IBU chasing. And then the people that were chasing the highest IBUs, mm-hmm. the people that didn't want a hoppy beer, got so scared of it. I've heard, like, I can't do over, like, four or five IBUs. Right. It's like you were just drinking the right. stout that has an 80 IBU. Like, right. No, it doesn't. Like, well, it does, but it, it, that's, that's the problem that he's talking about. Right, that people, people just, they get into this mind. <clears throat> I said it before and I'll say it again. People who don't think they like dark beer, but they've never had a Schwartz beer. They've never, right. you know, they're like, yeah, I they can't had, do a dark beer. because They had one pint of Guinness. They had one. Yeah. Well, Guinness is actually kind of light. But you know, for but, a stout, yeah. but yeah, that's what I mean. Those I'm trying to find the like, most basic. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but I mean, some people are just like, it's motor oil, I can't drink right. it. And it's like, close your eyes and try this and crystal clear Pepsi again. You'll hear me say that for the rest of for my For sure. Day. It's that perceived when you look at it and you your brain tells you what you're going to taste before you actually taste it. For sure. And then it, <clears throat> and then it happens and, no, I don't like it. Well, it's 
Try more things. I was just going to ask if that was the tip, right? Is like, should you just be kind of winging it? And like, you know, because like, I guess from my perspective, right, I'm looking at purely from like a kind of almost treating it like guidelines, right? Like I have an idea of what styles I generally tend to gravitate towards and I kind of know what to expect, but it's like, you know, for example, I mean, I kind of moved away from IPAs for a while because they were for a long time. Yeah. It was like just bitterness, high ABVs. It was just like, how should I say this? I'll bleep this out if I have to, but it just kind of felt like a public measuring contest a little bit for a little while there. And then now, you know, I'll try like, again, Ferd, you've been really helpful for me in that regard where you're like, well, okay, you don't like IPAs, but maybe you should try this one. And then it's like, oh yeah, there's a billion varieties out there. And maybe following the guidelines is all that that should be. It's like, all right, but be open-minded to try. Does that sound like something crazy to say? Get, get an IPA on your flight. You know, if you don't, don't, don't drink a full pint, don't drink four pints of it, but Try stuff out when you go to new places. I mean, when you get your flake, get something light, get something dark, get something hoppy, get something sour. Even if you don't like all those things, try different stuff. For you sure. It's, um, it, it is exciting chapter of my brewing career as well as, as Hazy's Juicy's. Our flagship IPA is a juicy IPA. Um, but the, the Jungle Mist, J- Jungle Gems IPA, it's, it's, uh, the IBUs are going to be low. There are no bittering hops added during the boil. Yeah. Everything happened in the whirlpool, um, which is cooled down a little bit, so it doesn't doesn't extract as much of the bitterness out bitters, bitterness out of the hops. Um, and then you know, dry hopping a beer doesn't necessarily create bitterness. I'm sure that at 67, 68 degrees, I'm sure there's some bitterness that comes through. But what you're getting is the are the aromas, are the the, yeah. the aromas and the um, you know, mouthfeel and, and whatnot. So. That's really what we're trying to focus on in this beer is, is again, you know, having the name Jungle Gems, having the name Jungle Mist, the beer. And I love it. Trying great to, name. Trying to hit, you know, the tropicalness, the the, the citrus notes, you know, papaya, hopefully, and, and you know, other, every, you know, every different types of fruits that come out of these hops and the combination of them. You know, it's new every time. You know, we know what the hops do individually as a combination at certain temperatures with a certain yeast strain. Yeah, they they play differently every time. So I'm excited for it. It smells great. I smelled it this morning. Um, we were running gravities on it, trying to make sure that we're we're where we need to be before we cold crash it. Cool. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm uh, like, uh, running gravities too. That's another one I'll ask. Yeah, about. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm excited to have it here. You know, I mean, this is a this is a milestone in my career to have oh. have to you know have a, a product here that's co co branded co-created so cool. yeah and and it sits here and it sits in my tap room and and we're gonna have a tapping party at the tap room once it's launched here oh cool so that you know we're you know we'll find a beneficiary for it we do something called sustainable suds where we kick back another portion of the proceeds hopefully we can partner with you all about you know and figure out which one we want to you know make the biggest impact with and um drive some traffic obviously to our tap room because that's sustainability as well as keeping right. our doors open yeah but also <laughs> But also delivering our product to an audience that maybe y'all can reach for us, with us, yeah. to help co coexist and co grow. Oh, so, so cool. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be a lot of fun, and that's that's what JJ IPA is all about. I love it. Jungle Mist is such a great name. I'm like, I didn't know that was what we were calling it too. And I'm like, oh, this is brilliant. I love it. <laughs> Can art is gonna be awesome too. Yeah. So, yep. Everything right. about this beer is gonna be awesome. Yeah. Well, and hopefully by the time this airs, I'll be able to pull at least some of the art I can show on the show here. Right while we're talking about, it, I'll just put it right over my face. <laughs> Um, one question I did have, and I've been meaning to ask this for a while. Now I'm like, finally just have to embarrass myself in public. What is the difference between a hazy IPA and a juicy IPA? The juicy IPA is, is not a, 
they're very similar. Okay. Um, you have New England's, you have Juicy's, you have Hazy's. Hazy is an appearance. Okay. Juicy is a flavor. Um, with this, with 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 the Jungle Gyms IPA, it is going to be hazy in color. There are um, there are oats in it. There are, there are other products in it. There are things that we do to the beer and 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 the the mash profile while we're pr- making it um, uh, helps us a lot to make this beer optically look like you wanted want it to when you ask for a hazy IPA. Yeah. I don't know if I would call it juicy. These hop combinations and the yeast that we used may not make it be juicy. It's going to have tropical notes to it. It's going to have papaya. It's going to have citrus. It's going to have different flavor profiles to it like that. But I don't know if it's going to be juicy. Juicy IPA is juicy. The yeast I use in that is called uh, Voss. It's a Kvik strain. It's a Norwegian strain. People know about them at, anymore these days. I used it because yeast management is very difficult in a brewery. And yeast management is very difficult when you open up a brewery because it's expensive. And I was by myself for, for a good while mm-hmm. um, making the beers. So I decided to lean on that. Uh, you can ferment at high temperatures. There's not a lot of off-flavor pickup from it. Um, and it creates a great fruit pith, uh, orangey flavor profile mm. alone. Yeah. Working it with hops that are juicy forward, you can create a juicy IPA, in my opinion. Um, juicy Truth just came out. I'm, I presume they would do something in the similar direction. Not worried about haze. It is hazy. This one is hazy. Sure. But it's less about the haze and more about the flavor profile. Awesome. New England IPAs, also in that family yeah. of IPAs, um, different process. Oh, so cool. So, Wild. Yeah. I feel like we really could do like a whole day of shows about just all these different processes. It's fun. You know, let me roll and I, it, it get, this could be yeah. really long. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. It's really fun talking about this, even though like my entire background is, you know, older European styles and lagers and vice beers and Dunkel and this and that. And, yeah. you know, I've really learned a lot also from Brad who works, works with us. He was a lot of um, fun too. So yeah. Shout out Brad. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's, he's helped me understand, you know, hop util- utilization, um, Timing and just different things about that that I would normally not know because I'm more of a the traditional style brewer. Yep. Do you ever? I'm sorry. I mean, do you have a? Okay, I was going to ask quick. Um, do you ever get to dive into some of those traditional styles? Still? We do a lot. Okay, yeah, I for sure. So. We always have a saison on. We have, I think, we have three pilsners on right now. Three different pilsners. Yeah. Check pills. Um, oh, that check pills and uh, Brad did the the slow pour. Uh, yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, what a great beverage. We do a lot of pilsners. Uh, Hefeweizens on year round. Um, which is is actually the first brew I ever beer I ever brewed in Germany um, in '99 ish um, when I started working for Koenig Ludwig. Uh, we so cool. we we brewed uh, we were Hefeweizen Brewery yeah. predominantly, um, so that's kind of kind of stuck with me. Love the style. Yeah, um, great with limo. Mix it, you know, sixty oh, forty on the beer garden. Pretty pretty rocking. Sounds really good. Yeah, people ask. Um, <clears throat> people come in. They ask for. They want a. They want a local. Have a bison, you know. There's and there's a difference between a half a bison and a wheat beer. We won't go into that, but the first one I always take them to is yours. Classically trained. I know where you started. I know that that beer is going to be money. Right. And I love it when I see that guy a week later and he's like, "That beer was awesome." I'm like, yeah, buy more. I'm like, grab some more. Go, go check <laughs> yeah. out the taproom. So, yeah, seriously. And but, uh, I will say on the taproom side too, you guys have great uh, kitchen too. Like your food's awesome. Our chef does well. Christian is uh, a family friend of mine. Um, his wife and my wife go way back, and uh, he he comes from North Carolina area. Has a little Southern flair to his cooking. Everything is scratch. Uh, he does an incredible job. Yeah. Uh, it it it's it's kind of fun for us to, you know, uh, it is apples and oranges, but it's like 
food better is a beer better. It's food better is a beer better. Food, you know, and you, you will get we'll get ratings say oh, I went to High Green and and they'll put it on Yelp or Google and say yeah food was great beer's good too and he'll come and you know make sure make sure <laughs> yeah, I see exactly. that which is cool which is cool because you go to a brewery if I go to a brewery I expect the beer to be fantastic yeah. I, I hope it's way above average because it makes me happy. And that's why it's called a brewery. If their food's also good, man, like that stars aligning. Yeah. Some breweries just have good food, good bar food. And that's okay too. Sometimes we strive to have fantastic food with our, with our fantastic beer. Yeah. And we're going to carry that over to our second location as well. That was my first takeaway. Uh, when I first went there was, I was like, I wasn't sure, you know, again, because uh, like you said, a lot of breweries, are, the food's always good. It's never, I've never had like a bad experience, but when I went to, uh, uh, you know, maybe I, I'm being polite publicly, right? Um, I would, I'd like the invite still, even if I don't like it. Uh, but no, all kidding aside, well, I'm not kidding. That's very true. But when I went in, I was like, oh, the beer's great. And then I had food and I was like, wow. And they like, I, the, I, Pardon my expression, but I at the time I was like, "Wow, they really tried on the food too, like in a good way." Where yeah. I was like, "Oh wow, like this was like it was it was one of those things where I'm like, I'm surprised I'm thinking about going back with such a food focus, whereas most times sure. it's like just the beer." And I'm right. like, "Oh yeah, also I can get a slice of pizza." Come yeah. on, no, we don't just get fat from no, dude, no, no. Beer. Come on now, <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting on my uh, this is I'm on a 25 year long bulking phase, so so far so good. Uh, you dropped a little note there, uh, second location, huh? Second location, yeah, we bought uh, an old bowling alley on in the northwestern corridor of Cincinnati, Affinity Town area. It used to be called Brentwood Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, we're out of space in Silverton. We're not leaving Silverton. We're not abandoning it. We are adding um, for more for inner space, for more capacity, for bringing beer to a neighborhood that, when we were approached by Springfield Township, didn't have really something that we could offer. Yeah. So yeah, they, they gave us a holler and threw, threw some channels and we sat in with them and came up with a deal and figured out how it would best best support both Springfield Township and High Grain and in the neighboring communities. Um, and we're doing it. So we are full in construction right now. Cool. Uh, we'll have a brewery there and a pilot brewery in Silverton. Um, and a pilot brewery that's significant, not a one barrel little thing. Like we're a five barrel brewery there. Um, and we'll do one-off batches, we'll do barrel aging, we'll do sour stuff, we'll do goofy, quirky stuff in Silverton. Um, we'll have an event space in Silverton now. Oh, cool. Um, with the loss of some of the equipment. So we'll have more room for events and private stuff. And then the new space in, in Brentwood will be 13 and a half times the size of Silverton. Oh, wow, that's impressive. Be, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's something we needed and definitely helping, I think, in my opinion, the, the community in that area have a place to go that's family friendly, has great beer, great food, indoor outdoor spaces, games, things like that. Yeah, it's amazing. So it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Is so, there a uh, ballpark timeline on that? Yeah, uh, by the end of the year, um, oh, I hope cool. to I hope to be uh, accepting reservations there uh, for the holiday season. I think that's reasonable. Cool. Um, we'll keep everybody posted. Obviously, uh, in the meantime, we are we are turning four next week. Um, we turned four this week. Um, but our party will be will be next week. So is that uh, when you say next week? Just because of the airtime, uh, is that June tenth? Yeah, June tenth. Okay, cool. Yeah, Saturday, June tenth. So that whole weekend, we'll have fun beers that'll we'll be releasing. Christian will be doing some fun food options, oh, different sweet. different beer beer infused cocktails, and you know games for the kids and face painters and balloons and clowns. It's nineties themed, so we're gonna have Super Nintendos, regular Nintendos, awesome. like weird <laughs> weird nineties themed things, Game Boys on tables, stuff like that, that to play so cool. in the video game realm, but also like. 
you know, tie-dye t-shirts and the whole night. Continue to make jokes about why Zach Morris is trash. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> 90 yeah. Seemed, so. yeah. yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dress like that white paper cup that we all had in the 90s with like the little green and purple. The green and middle. purple. Yeah. I be, I'm willing to bet as soon as we're done with this, I'm going to look that up. I bet somebody's made that cup into they're, an outfit. They're, oh, in an outfit? I don't know. But they're definitely running around with that. That, that color scheme again. for sure. I love that. The '90s, the last great decade. I'm yeah. <laughs> things got weird after that. Yeah, that's oh, good time. That's really cool. Well, okay, so let's uh, let's look to the future, guys. So what what else have we got coming down the pipeline? Fer, do you got any thoughts? I mean, I know that I well, I know I plan on as long as you guys are game to do more collab beers um, down the road. And I heard something about a collab beer with you guys with somebody else who's not even there yet. Is yeah, you're right. Yeah. So first of all, I would love to to dive in after this successful jungle mist launches i'd love to understand a little bit more about jungle gems and and the both of you and, and figure out what our next one our next collab could be and really um sink into you know history and sustainability and of both companies and really make it organic so i'm really excited cool. about the opportunity to do that um we don't do a lot of collabs i i i do them with things that mean a lot to me or friendships or you know, something that has some meat to grab onto because, you know, collabs that happen in other breweries and they do it just cause, and it's, it's not as, I don't know, authentic, yeah. I'm going to say without getting too deep into that, but we are doing a collab with a brewery that's not, um, open yet. Um, our friends at wandering monster asked us to do uh, a collaboration with them for their opening, which was, oh, that's I cool. was honored. Um, so we are doing a beer with them. It was already been brewed. They came over to the, to, to Silverton, brewed it with us. Um, and it will launch when they open, which I think is in like three weeks or so. Cool. It, it is a lager. We do lagers well. Yeah. Um, they wanted a specific kind of lager. We wanted a little bit, we wanted to play a little bit with new hops and we did a new, a new style of lager that we rarely, rarely see. It's a, it's a Zwickle Hellas lager and, um, it will be at their facility in both cans and and uh, draft for their grand opening. Sweet. And we're going to help them with our, our distribution network that we have already um, get their name out there, you yeah. know? And I don't mind teaming up with them. The, there's a great team there, you know, uh, Zach the Brewer and, and Jason Brewer, um, one of the owners. Um, they're, they're good dudes and we've always had a good relationship and Brad and I are like, yep, we accept we'll do this. It's gonna be a lot of fun. and. I'm, I'm excited to help them grow like others have helped uh, helped high green grow or me as a as person grow in this in the community so giving back and doing doing fun collabs like that it's cool i love that i think it's a cool yeah. thing about the beer community in general it seems like there is a lot of collaboration just yeah. i mean in like kind of a a kinship maybe is a better way to put it right like sure. I mean, you all have a very clear understanding of each other and i find that that seems to happen more in your space than almost i mean i don't see it as often in the creative world for sure you know and like just other you know how often do you see a couple of restaurants like oh we've got a guest chef this week you know what i mean I, I think it's really cool that you guys do this kind of stuff it is it helps it helps utilize also other people's platforms together to hit demographics that may not know about you yet exactly that's, that's exciting and again i i I'll be the first to say I'm not really a big fan of C bombs collaborations. Like, it's just it's a lot of work, and if it doesn't make sense, it could, and it doesn't. In both places, don't get something from it. It's not worth it. Right. And it, there has to be for me. There has to be a history there, or a sustainability route, or some type of a of a story. Yeah. There needs to be a story to tell like this, um, or else 
or else I'm out. Yeah, you know. Not, uh, yeah. yeah. But it's like a little mutual back scratching. I'm yep. into it. Yeah, we do stuff with the Nature Center, Cincinnati Nature Center a lot. We do things with great parks. Yeah. Um, we do things with some of our malt providers. Origin Malt is one of the big malt uh, providers in, in this beer, even. Mm -hmm. And um, they're local to Ohio. Um, and it means a lot. They just, they, they've been around for a little bit now, but still under, under seven years old. And they're still trying to get, you know, everything rolling. And it's exciting to, to collab with those guys and use their product that's from Ohio. So that's, that's what I'm all about. I love Stories. it. Great guy. Great story. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I probably should have did a little bit better when I grabbed it. Once I realized that I grabbed four IPAs and then a wheat, it goes on a lager. It's okay. But High Grain does the full spectrum of beers. Yeah. And any of their classic styles are going to be just as good as their new styles. Their Pilsner or Pilsners are out of this world. Yeah. Their Hefeweizen is fantastic. So they want a little bit of a hoppy lager. Go ahead and grab the hoppy lager. And all their beers, they'll tell you what they are. And then the name will be in small print down at the bottom. American IPA is called Teddy. The beer got oh, to yeah, me. I so, yeah, okay. I called nice. it an American lager and then gave it Teddy. So, like, that's not right. <laughs> I'm, so. well, I'm having Ruby today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, It's been important for me as well to name the beer on the label, on, on the style. Not name the beer. Explain the beer on the label as the style. Because people want to know, like, when I go into a brewery or, or if I'm in here looking at all your, you have a bunch of beers here. Right. And I'm like, I really want you know, something with watermelon in it. And I'm going to look for water. If, if it pops, oh, like it, it says yeah. watermelon. Oh, it's yeah. called Ruby. That's cool too. Right. You know, the one thing that we do, we're starting to run into is that people say, oh, I'll have your juicy IPA. And then, you know, oh, our, yeah. our, our service staff will come and say, oh, here's, here's a Monarch. And they go, oh no, I wanted the juicy IPA. Right. And we're like, okay, well, well it's kind of backfiring on us a little bit, but sure. it's still important for me to explain to people with the, with, with the label, this is what you're getting. If you want to know the name, it's on there too. Yeah. I think that's actually a pretty clever marketing technique, too, because you don't see a lot of other breweries doing it that way, right? You never order a Rheingeist IPA. Right. You order truth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. They're pretty good at marketing. Yeah. <laughs> but I decided to go the other route. That's okay, too. Well, I mean, why? but why not? Like, why, you not? Know? why not? Well, it's people come up to our menu, and our menu is set up by style, and they'll be like, what do you have in the IPAs? And it's like... Everything in the IPA section, and that's not not trying to be rude, but no. you know we get thirty five people in line, and it's like yeah, you're like the reason why I'm behind the bar is because there's thirty five people in line, and right. that's let's help get these people out of line. It's like what do you have an IPA, and I can rattle them all <laughs> off, and then they're just like, what kind of IPA do you like? I yeah, got, my favorite hazy is this. My favorite west, my favorite west coast is this. Yeah, um, you just want a traditional IPA? Yeah. Go here. You want a double a tier? Right. But it's IPA is very broad, right? Mm -hmm. It's very broad. I mean, it'd be just it, to me. It's no different than just walking up and be like, "I'll have a beer," right? I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, there's so many styles. Near, you're like, "What is? Sure. What does that even mean?" Especially coming here, right? Or exactly. going to a brewery, right? What's your, what, what's what's good? Yeah, everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah, that's why it's on draft. But what what styles do you like? Yeah, do, sure. Do you notice our lit up sign? It says, "It's all good." Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Like that one place, we have 4,000 good beers and one bad one. Right. But no. But you should try that one bad one just in case, because you know what? It's not for me. Maybe it's for you. <laughs> so there's always that. That's I mean, so cool. um, people say, oh, it's not bad when they try something. Well, it was never meant to be bad. Right. It, he didn't wake up 
you know, he's not gonna wake up tomorrow and be like, I wanna make the worst beer ever, but yeah. I wanna make a shit ton of it and right. put it out everywhere. <laughs> like I want it in every Make some angry people. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I want, honestly. Just angry people all the time. Bad beer and angry people. Yeah, bad beer, angry people. That's the brewery I'm starting now. I have no idea what I'm doing, though, so it's going to be, I'm going to nail it on the bad beer end. Might just be water. Who knows? Just no coolers, you know, just, yeah. just pour it hot beer on yeah, hot days. Hot beers. I'm keeping the air at 80 degrees year-round. No one's having a good time. <laughs> Why did this brewery only last six weeks? Yeah, or it's going to be the most famous brewery of all time, and it never goes anywhere. God, I hate the public sometimes. Um... All right. Well, on a more serious note, so June 10th anniversary party. Yeah, celebrate your birthday. I'm ready. Sure. I got my Super Nintendo. I'm I, listen. Bring games. Yeah, I was gonna say as a uh, world class Super Mario World player, I'm happy to show off. Yeah. Um, that's coming up. Obviously, Beer Fest because you'll be at, back for Beer Fest. Oh yeah, right? yep, absolutely. So that's June 16th and yep, 17th. Get your tickets now. I've said it every week for two months. If you haven't gotten it yet. Well, hopefully it sells out beforehand since I've been very polite about it. Uh, but all kidding aside, uh, anything else you want to plug while you're here? No, I think that's it. I'm excited for the next couple of weeks. You know, we have we have a full summer. Um, you know, Harvest Fest coming this fall. You know, we're going to be migrating the brewery from from Silverton to Brentwood, and then installing another one in Silverton. Amazing. Um, we have we have a lot coming up. So, our event presence is limited this year, um, and our event creation, especially at our at our home base, is is, is mildly limited. But sure. Chef comes up with new stuff all the time. He just had a soft shell crab BLT that's on the awesome. menu. He just brought his Cuban back. Um, he continues to, to bring on, you know, new and fun items that are, that are very seasonal. Um, so check that out. And obviously, you know, I mean, we're doing four to five one-offs every month. So very there's cool. always, yeah. there's always cool new one-offs coming up, uh, next, next hours, a guava raspberry sour, oh. never used that combination before. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, the jungle gyms beer is going to be on draft at our place too. So that's really cool. You can taste it there. Come up here, get a six pack, grab a pint, do your shopping up here. Yeah. Come back to Silverton, grab it again. Yeah. Try that Cuban um, sandwich. Cause it's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking about it for a year. Cuban Cuban's <laughs> great, man. He does, a, he does a really good job. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's our summer, you know, enjoy our great. summer. Yeah. Swim in the pool, grab a Mexican lime lager. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Love it. Super crushable. All sa- shelf stable beers. I learned um, that from you, Ferd. <laughs> super crushable. Cold crush. You've heard anything else? Yeah, the cold, cold crushable. <laughs> I'm just inventing terminology now. Yes. Good. Um, yeah. No, but definitely check us out on Beer Fest. Um, I'm going to try to make an appearance June 10th. Can't promise it because the wife's got a drive me home not that i lost my license or anything um just (laughs) so i don't lose my license i'm gonna put a flashing text (laughs) like he definitely lost his license (laughs) no i still have it it's fine um but but you're gonna do that can't wait for beer fest um one of my favorite parties of the year and father's day weekend every year uh they're gonna be at table number one so make that your first stop try the jungle mist yep um and then every other piece that they have on the table as well so it's a great lineup it well, is. It's gonna be a really good time. Yeah. We'll keep you up to date on the uh, the launch of of Jungle Mist at Silverton as well. Cool. Yeah. And please. we'll have another party. Yeah. Let me know, and there I mean, go. I'll plug Just it here too. Partying. Yeah. I yeah. love parties. Yeah. I've and we always we always pick a fantastic beneficiary um, that means a lot to both both uh, companies, and we'll make sure that they're aware of it, and they bring people in, and we'll all drink. Uh, Bunch of jungle IPA. Jungle I love yeah. it. That's a great way to do it, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. A little few drinks and a good cause. I appreciate it. Right Andy, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, I appreciate thanks for having me yeah, up here. Of course. I'm this is oh awesome. My gosh. I can't wait to try it. And Ferd, as always, buddy, thanks so much. And thanks for including mm-hmm. me in this. I appreciate it. Look, for me, it's a lot of fun. I'll get. I'll be serious face for a second. But I really do appreciate getting the opportunity to go long on these. And like, I know obviously it benefits you with us documenting it, but 
It's really fun for me. Never thought I'd get to have my hand. Never thought I'd get to dump the hops in something in my whole life, you know? So yeah, dreams come true. Even if you didn't know you had the dream, (laughs) you know? Hey, that was a great time. I love getting to be so hands-on with the brewing process. So, of course, thanks again to Ferd and the beer team here at Jungle Gyms in Fairfield. And, of course, thank you to High Green Brewing. Matthew, man, it was so... Thank you for coming in and dropping some knowledge on me. I appreciate it. I look forward to future collaborations, provided, I guess, that this goes well, right? Uh, I'm really looking forward to trying the beer, which conveniently will come out into stores the day this episode is released. How exciting is that? So you can, you'll be watching this, and you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, I wonder when I can try it well the answer is today today for you not for me i'm you know it's pre-taped you get that uh, <laughs> it's gonna be awesome i love that we get to do all these fun beer collabs and there's so many great talented breweries in cincinnati and the uh, you know uh, surrounding areas that's really fun what a privilege right like well, i come in here every day i'm like what is my life i'm just in this crazy looking room i'm trying food i'm brewing beers with my friends i mean it's crazy this is a really cool time so thank you all for supporting that thanks for watching the show i hope you learned a lot about beer i know i learned a couple things here uh and on that let's go ahead and wrap this up i'm looking forward to seeing you all at beer fest here on the 16th and 17th next week i've got a a fun episode for you too why do i always say fun they're all fun uh but we're doing not only are we trying smoking ed curry's new the duel chip challenge but i'm also going to be dropping some beautiful truth on all of you we are going to learn all about the world of mushrooms thanks to guided by mushrooms i'm really excited about that episode i've been sitting on it for a while all the products are in store now so it's finally time for release really hyped on it uh and i'm gonna go get back to editing that i got a toy show I'm going to next week. There's a lot going on. Too much, baby. Uh, and on that, I'll see you out there all in the aisles. The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.